0: Welcome to the last episode of the Dynasty Skeptics Podcast for the season. I'm your host Josh, along with Theo. Hey. In this episode, just a little bit of player news. The biggest surprises of the season. uh, Matchup preview for the the only remaining matchup that really matters, the championship. And then some news about uh, the future of the podcast and the league itself. Theo, you want to start us off?
1: Absolutely. As a... Closet Clemson fan, I'm super stoked that Trevor Lawrence will not be going to the Jets because I don't want to have to root for the Jets. As I'm sure people have seen, the Jets shocked the nation and beat the Rams. Uh, They had a 76% chance to have the number one pick going into that game. It has now dropped to (laughs) 23%. Jacksonville now has a 76% of having the 101 so Trevor Lawrence is going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Yeah, he is. Some fun facts that people may not know. Trevor Lawrence's family, he's from Georgia. They live three and a half hours from Jacksonville. So I'm sure Trevor Lawrence, while he may have been on the fence about coming out to the New York Jets, that I don't see any reason that he would not come out for, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's not only is yeah he going to Florida where the weather's nice, there's no state taxes. Mm-hmm. His parents live three and a half hours, so could easily commute to Sunday games. Um, and he doesn't have to go far, very far to travel and visit his family. And he doesn't have to play for the Jets. So I, I've i heard a lot of rumors, and I know I'm going a little bit longer about Trevor Lawrence, but I'm super hyped about this guy. Uh, I call him Mr. McDreamy, long-haired McDreamy. And <laughs> the, uh, the crazy other thing that I've heard is Dabo Sweeney. There's been a lot of rumors of whether or not he could be the next college coach to come up to the NFL. Mm. And a podcast I was listening to last week, was talking about how this is the perfect scenario for Davo Sweeney to make the jump from college to NFL. He, As Jags He comes coach. to the Jags coach, has Trevor Lawrence, and it's not like he's coming in and having to completely rebuild. They have some pieces there. DJ Chark, Keelan Cole has shown some glimpses. Um, the running back, uh, James Robinson, mm-hmm. has looked great for an undrafted free agent. I know they have some holes on the defensive side, but this team has draft capital, if I recall. So it's not like he's coming into a garbage can. Like the, whoever takes over the Jets, they have so many needs. But so, anyways, I'm pretty stoked actually to to uh, be able to root for Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. The only thing that sucks is he's going to be in the same division. As the and, Tennessee Titans. And that's why I'm pumped, because he's no longer going to be in the Dolphins division. I'm hoping maybe it takes him 10 years before he like <laughs> becomes super good. You no, know, everyone no, you thinks don't. he's going to be the great. I don't. You Do want him to be great. I just either. don't want him to ever beat the Titans. So Probably that, twice a year for that's the rest the, of your life. Yeah, that's the biggest news, especially going into this offseason as we start gearing up for the rookies and the rookie draft coming up. But the other, the other thing I wanted to mention news-wise is uh, the receiver, Josh Gordon – for Seattle Seahawks, got reinstated, and then I think either the same day or the very next day, got basically banned again indefinitely yep. because he didn't follow protocol. I didn't really read the yeah, article. Some sort of substance abuse thing again. I I feel like at this point, that this Josh is it. it's Gordia, the Josh going the line. It's even if he finds another opportunity, gets reinstated. I I just if he screws up this, I mean, how many times nice. is this like? fifth six I don't know a lot but I I do think that Josh Gordon is done if you have him on your team I don't even know if anyone's rostering him in our league I think Griff had him I don't know if he still does he might have dropped him scared he might score some points but yeah he's definitely somebody that should not be on the fantasy radar ever I don't think again so but anyways that's the two things that we wanted to talk about not too much going on for the matchup uh, for this week so we'll go ahead and jump into biggest surprises you want to go ahead and kick us off
0: Sure. So these are kind of biggest surprises of the season for our league. Not really player-specific, but just things that we didn't think were going to happen that did. Uh, first one for me is that Donette made it all the way to the semifinals. Uh, going into the season, I think that most of us had her ranked as one of the teams that would potentially miss the playoffs. Um, I think we had her either as the uh, seventh, 6th uh, or 7th ranked team and she surprised in a big way. I think a big part of it was her quarterbacks, Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert, exploded out of the gate. Yeah. Um, her running backs looked good at the start of the season. Like Todd Gurley was top ten until he until their bye week, and then he just like.
1: I don't understand earth. if he fell off the earth or they just
0: stopped using him. Both, like his snap count went down to like thirty percent immediately after the bye week and never recovered. Um,
1: yeah, that definitely. I thought that at least for this year, Todd yeah. Gurley and Melvin Gordon would be serviceable RB one RB two at the least yeah. for her. And it started out that way. Mm-hmm. And I actually almost offered her when I thought I was going to compete this year. I didn't, I mean, me making the playoffs could have been one of the biggest surprises, but I, when I thought I was going to compete, I almost offered her two first, basically a first for each running back. The, the so best I didn't. trade <laughs> that
0: never got accepted is, uh, in before last season started, I offered her uh, or maybe it was mid season. I can't remember. I offered her carry on Johnson and both my 2020 firsts for. Uh, God, could you Gereley. imagine? And so those, she would have gotten
1: carry on whatever, but she would have gotten Ceh and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Unless she, she may have drafted a quarterback or.
0: Well, she did draft. She drafted uh, Herbert. She yes. had the, she had the uh, oh so fourth she, had she had
1: third, fourth and fifth. Pick. Oh man. Yeah. That could was, you imagine?
0: <laughs> oh, my team would be a dumpster fire. Right yeah. Now. I
1: mean, it is a big surprise. I, I mean she got lucky in having having an easier matchup, I think, right. in the first round against my my team. Shouldn't have been there. It should have been you. I think I think I, I would have beat her. Yeah. You, you would've, would've you scored like 146. You would have beat myself, done it. Um and I think you actually would have beat Devin. I don't know if you would have beat Tim's team.
0: Okay. But yeah, yeah you I definitely so. would have
1: beat most of the people that played in round one.
0: I would have got smashed in the semifinals, but say that'll be.
1: So the, my biggest surprise, actually, I sort of already hinted at it, was that you missed the playoffs. Going yeah. into this year, you were my number two ranked team when we were looking at uh, all of the power rankings. <laughs> Everyone knows that I had Tim one, you two. I think I actually had Patrick three. Mm-hmm. I was the highest on Patrick. His trades just vaulted him to the number one. Yeah. But going back to my biggest surprises, I did not expect your team to miss the playoffs. I think injuries definitely plagued uh, people taking steroids or uh, PEDs didn't mm-hmm. help you. You lost some of the, you, I thought was a phenomenal trade for Will Fuller. Yeah. <clears throat> that hurts your chances. Julio Jones, man, had the lingering hamstring. It's been a rough season
0: for him. CEH. C-E-H like me.
1: Yeah. CEH looked like he was going to be an RB one right out of the gates. And then it's just like,
0: He's they been, didn't, weren't
1: sure how to use him. I don't right. know. Cause he was RB one. I thought he for, was for
0: the first like month or so. And, and uh, then his usage again got like kind of weird and um, Le'Veon Bell cut into his workload and it was just, it was an odd yeah, season. It was just
1: odds. I was hyped for him, especially after Damian Williams opted out. Mm-hmm. The other one was Jonathan Taylor. I expected him to immediately jump in, especially again, off season. Mac yeah. got injured, <laughs> season ending injury. So we, everyone expected Jonathan Taylor, great line, going to be RB1. So I was like, man, there's no way Josh misses the playoffs. He's Actually,
0: close now. He's like started coming on, but in the beginning me. of the year he was
1: running into his own team it's like yeah. he was like i don't know what to do but now mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's hitting holes catching balls dry, or running 60 yard touchdowns i think he's yeah. got back-to-back weeks where he's had like a 60 plus yarder something he's looked, crazy he's looked great now that it doesn't matter for me <laughs> yeah so I, it was just a huge <laughs> shock to me because going into the year it looked like everything was all the dominoes were falling mm-hmm. everything you needed ch to be an rb1 you needed Jonathan taylor injuries and we're like, holy crap, all of a sudden, he's got a stacked team with a lot of depth. Cortland Sutton going down to IR hurt you. Odell. Odell I, went
0: down and I traded him. Austin Eckler missed like eight or nine yeah. games.
1: That's fantasy football for you. You could, look, on paper, have the best team. But if they don't make it Stuff through the season, yep. it's not going to help you. So I, I was shocked. Had you... have. Kept or had your players not gotten injured. I think you easily make the playoffs yeah,
0: lineup decisions plagued me somewhat too. And and part of it is that I felt like I had multiple players at some of these positions that were kind of the same tier, you know, right. it wasn't like I, I had a clear cut starter on some of them. And uh, so like quarterback and tight end, were tough. Yeah. Multiple you don't have Mahomes
1: and, and Kelsey and you yeah. have multiple. I <laughs> yeah. think you have like five starting quarterbacks. So yeah, I could see how that, that plays a factor. So yeah, that was one of my biggest surprises.
0: The, the other big surprise for me is, um, that Griff traded Patrick Mahomes. And I know we've like almost exhausted this trade because we've talked about it so much, but it was still a shock to me to see him do that. I expected him. I knew he was blowing it up. I expected him to move, um, you know Kelsey and some of those the other older guys that he had, um, but trading Mahomes I never thought would happen. I remember last year,
1: yeah, it was that was crazy before the season
0: started, when Cam Newton was ranked uh, as a top ten quarterback. Still, he was on the Panthers, and before any injury, any of that, I offered him Cam and and both my 20, 21sts for Mahomes, um, and it was like an instant rejection. You know, and then so the, the trade that he made, it I was very surprised at.
1: I, I was shocked. I I was working late that night because I remember getting my watch blowing up with notifications. I couldn't keep up. So when I got home at like 10, 30, 11 o'clock that night and I was catching up, I was shocked to see that he traded Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how old he is. I don't know if you could look that up. I know he's relatively young. I would say 25.
0: 25. <laughs>
1: but to have a 25-year-old quarterback who in my opinion, is in a tier by himself. You have Patrick Mahomes, and then you have whoever else you want to put, but everyone else is not even on the same platform as him. Even Aaron Rodgers in MVP discussion in uh, fantasy football, I'd much rather have Mahomes because you're going to have him barring any uh, severe injury, you're going to have him for the next 10 to 12 years. And how late people are playing, you right. could have him for the next 15,
0: 20 years. I mean, he's under contract for the next 10 years. You
1: know? <clears throat> so I actually, I, I found it. I wanted to share this, this guy I follow on Twitter, Jay Moyer. He put a tweet out that said, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest QB of all time. He was also drafted into an organization with an offensive mastermind head coach, a true pro veteran QB to learn behind so Talking talking about Alex Smith for those that, um, weren't following back then, and the best wide receiver and receiving tight end in the NFL. And he goes on, I, th- I think he's alluding to some of uh, rookies coming in. He's no QB is ready to carry a broken franchise coming out of college. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to point out how he pr- points out that Patrick Mahomes does have one of the greatest coaches, Andy Reid. I was shocked when the Eagles fired him. Mm-hmm. I know that everyone wants instant gratification, but. Patrick Mahomes could not have asked for a better situation for his talent. It was perfect, and and he he could ride the bench for
0: a year. He didn't have to come in and save some coach's job. you know.
1: And he makes – I mean, I love watching his game. As much as I hate to see him succeed because he's in the AFC with the Titans and we're going to have to go through uh, Mm -hmm. the Chiefs for the next 10, 15 years, whatever. The throws he makes is just unbelievable. And I know other quarterbacks can do some no-look stuff, but he just makes it look so effortless. He was, um, uh, this last week, he was running to a sack and he jumped. None of his feet were on the ground and just did like a perfect lob touch pass to, uh, I forget who it It was. It might have been McCall Hardman Hmm. in the back of the end zone, as I'm sure most people saw saw that. that. But like to make that throw and really not have any feet set or anything like that, I mean, the dude is so talented.
0: One of the things that he said – uh, before the season is last year. He didn't really even like, he just now was figuring out how to read defenses. It was like, you guys want a super bowl. You know, he's been unbelievable. And he's just now learning how to read defenses. Like imagine where he'll be in five years. I mean, Andy it took, Reed. it took Rogers three years to see the field, you know, and this guy's doing this like almost immediately.
1: Yeah. I, while well, everyone's like, Oh, he got a great, uh, hall from Mahomes. Yeah, I don't I don't in a 10 team it's, it's getting league,
0: worse and worse by by the
1: week that yeah, call. In in a 10 team league, there's some positions that just elevate your team above the rest, separate your team from the rest cuz there's a lot of depth in a 10 team league. And so you need to have the one or two pieces that sets your team apart. Mahomes is that Kelsey was that He's, they're difference makers. They they really are. It's an
0: advantage at the position that you can't beat with depth.
1: Now, I get his I get him trading Kelsey but yeah. Kelsey's got like 150 points on the tight end too, which is Darren Waller. And Darren Waller's had some exploded or explosion games. I don't
0: think it's quite that bad, but it is like it is a massive. I'd difference. be curious to know. I was just let's see. Let's see what it is for the season.
1: While he while he's looking that up, I'm gonna go ahead and jump into my my next surprise was Tim's team underperforming going into the year, he was <laughs> number one. In my mind, in my power rankings, actually, I think he might have been number one across the board. Mm-hmm. His team was so stacked. Now he did make some trades, which he had to, do because of some injuries, he lost Saquon. Some of the other ones he had was questionable, but I still expected his team to do way better than it did. He had four top fifteen receivers on his team. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, he got James Robinson and stuff, but in half PPR, I would love to have four top fifteen receivers. So I expected him to make the championship, and honestly. I picked him to win it all at the beginning of the year, as I think most of us did.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And his team just – it seemed like it just could not perform week in and week out. He'd have a a blow-up week, and then the next week his team would be like, all right, I don't know. And, of course, in the semifinals, his team had the lowest outing. I mean, Devontae Adams didn't score a touchdown since week six this week. So it's like everything that Patrick needed to have because Patrick also didn't have a great week.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Tim's team just was – I I don't I don't know what happens I mean that's fantasy football you're never going to be consistent I just I did not expect him to get blown out in the first round
0: yeah it was uh it was surprising for sure I am sorry second round I mean you know stuff happens and he did have injuries and and really just low x like the expectations were not met for some of these players right um can't remember who was oh Chris Carson like got hurt immediately and uh, he did
1: lose Saquon immediately, mm-hmm. which that was a huge. Yeah.
0: David Johnson was like started off just kind of okay. And he had
1: Zeke and Zeke. Drake was like, whatever. Yeah. Was, I forgot he even had Zeke. And yeah. that so break. his team at the beginning of the year on paper was just like, holy crap. How does yeah. one person have all of these players? Right. That's what I thought about when I looked mm-hmm. at this team. And that's what we
0: can hope for with Patrick next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm surprised. By the way, going back to it. So Travis Kelsey in our league. Um, has scored 247 points and the next closest is darren waller who's been phenomenal he scored 191
1: okay so So, it's not 150 but (laughs) it's about
0: 60 points you know that's that's five points a game yeah from you know the next best one if you go down to like the number five tight end so a top half tight end one that's mark Mm -hmm. andrews he's only got 125 points so he's he's doubled the number five tight ends. Yeah, that's
1: crazy. It's an so unbelievable just, advantage. And it's whenever you get players like this, I mean, I, again, I get Kelsey, but with the quarterback, quarterback to me is so different because of, A, nowadays, how long they're playing. Mm-hmm. And they're so protected in today's league that but in the past, mm-hmm. yeah, you would have to worry about significant injuries. But man, you, you just push a quarterback and he doesn't have the football, you're getting mm-hmm. a, a 15-yard penalty. So they're taught or trained to hardly even touch these guys anymore, mm-hmm. it feels like. So I don't know I just I know we're going back to that one, but it, it still just blows my mind because Mahomes is just a difference maker.
0: So I'm in five dynasty leagues. This is the only Mahomes trade I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen. I own Mahomes in two dynasty leagues. I'm in one. And someone would would have to blow me away, but I would have to get a quarterback back, like Herbert plus someone mm-hmm. that is young, younger than him and has shown a lot of upside not someone that's coming off of a significant injury that has shown that he can do it but okay well now we don't know what he's going to do after a compound fracture
0: and he also doesn't have a contract that that is
1: true so i mean cowboys could be
0: a top 10 pick i could they could draft someone to help their cap
1: i don't think any i I, yeah i agree with that i don't don't think think they will
0: but they could
1: I don't think any player is untouchable in fantasy, but Mm -hmm. I think for a Mahomes trade in most leagues, you're going to have to be blown away and you're going to have to get a young stud quarterback that has proven he's capable. And I mean, then you're going to have to get multiple probably first. You're going to have to get maybe a running back. I don't know. You're going to have to do a package. Yeah. And it's not going to be what. Yeah. Right now
0: that package it's, it really, it's getting worse and worse. Like is Michael Thomas the number one receiver? No, No, not even close. He might not even be the number five receiver.
1: Henry Ruggs has what? Show he yeah. shown nothing. And then he got a twenty-two first from Patrick's team, which in theory, yeah, should be towards the back and half. Don't forget, he gave up a twenty-two second his own. Oh yeah, I forgot. So about like,
0: that. if the difference between that second and that first could, you know, be five picks, you know,
1: right? So it's like because Alex negligible. could be still out of the yeah. playoffs next year. Right. So those are those are some of our biggest surprises. We could go on and on about a lot of other surprises, mm-hmm. but just some interesting things to look back on as we reflect on the year.
0: So going into it, our matchup preview, there's only one matchup that matters this week. It's a battle of good versus evil, the darkness versus the light. Uh, this is a battle for the soul of the league. I want to know who's the good and who's the evil. Oh, we we all know this. (laughs) Patrick is obviously, uh, the evil here. He's the empire. And, uh, Sean is, you know, the rebel Alliance, just trying to, to get a win here. Um, question is,
1: does Sean start the right quarterback this week?
0: Well, he doesn't have very many options anymore. He, Yeah, he has no options. Oh, so he won't have any tough decisions. Carr is hurt, (laughs) Foles is benched, Wentz is benched. So he's starting Cousins and Watson, and that's
1: it. Well, hopefully Watson can do better than he has in the past couple weeks because he hasn't been great. They both have some uh, easy matchups. Obviously, Mm. Derrick Henry, everyone knew going into, if you listen to any podcast, they talk about, future fantasy Mm matchups Derrick Henry was the number one running back target because not only do they feed him the rock but his fantasy matchups they were all towards the bottom I think all of them were 30th or 25th or later against the run so I that to me is going to be a huge difference is Mm -hmm. how many points does Derrick Henry get? because I also think the Titans are trying to help him or want him to get to 2,000 rushing yards to be one of the few that have done that and against Green Bay, who's not great against the run. Right. I, I, well, and feel plus like they can make him a focal point to that. Well, that game. and that's
0: a perfect game plan. You want to, you want to keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands. So just feed it to Henry all game long. So to
1: me, Derrick Henry alone <laughs> helps Patrick's team. And then when you look at his matchup, Patrick Mahomes plays Atlanta, who yeah. is 32nd against the pass. And you're yeah. telling me they're going to all of a sudden put it together and stop the Chiefs? I, yeah, I don't think I so. I find it hard
0: to believe. Plus, they don't really have a running back right now. Yeah,
1: so it's like, we don't need a running back. Clyde
0: is, Clyde is gone. I'm, even Bell got injured right. at, during the game. Mm-hmm. Like They might not run it at all. They yes, might just they pass.
1: Just, well, you know what? We don't need to run this week. We'll just pass it with Mahomes against the worst-ranked yeah. uh, pass defense. Uh, and what
0: sucks so much is Jalen Hurts actually looks great. And yes. uh, he's, you know, so and he plays Patrick is Dallas. running out, plays Dallas. I know he's not starting Big Ben against Indy, like after this last game. Um, I think he has great matchups. Right now he's projected to beat Sean by 18 points. And I hate it so much, but I think that that he is going to win.
1: I think Patrick's going to win. If there's a team besides Tim's currently that was in the playoffs, I thought Sean's team had the next best chance uh, yeah. beating Patrick just because he has the players that can explode for 30 right. points. Like Hopkins, we saw David Montgomery has been running lights out. Yeah. Aaron Jones, you don't know what type of week And Tennessee's defense is terrible. Keenan Allen, he's questionable, but he's a good receiver. Robert Woods, I he think that they're going to want to have a bounce yeah. back game. It's a divisional game, but after getting um, embarrassed by the jets, I feel like the Rams yeah. are going to want to come out and prove that they can actually still score points. So.
0: But unfortunately, uh, Patrick is starting Cooper cup. So it's like, you know, one of them is going to get fed. They probably both will. Hopefully Keenan Allen plays. He did not practice today, which I've heard
1: some rumors actually in a championship game. I'm in, I picked up the, uh, who's the receiver that Guyton or Johnson Johnson. I picked Mm -hmm. him up and I'm actually going to start him if Keenan Allen is ruled out.
0: Yeah. I'm thinking, thinking that's probably what I'm going to end up doing. But uh, Sean has a couple options back there. He could start Cole Beasley. He could start Amari Cooper. Um,
1: yeah, he could Cole Beasley has been Kareem amazing.
0: Hunt. Yeah, he's been stupidly good. Now they're playing New England, but I don't think that matters. And this is a matchup that the Bills have to win. Yeah, if they win, they clinch their their spot as the division
1: winner. So they're not going to be like chilling. So I I do I just wanted to point out again I do think Sean's team has the talent to explode and keep up with Patrick's team. I did not think Donette's had that No. So I, I knew that if Donette somehow advanced that it was pretty much Patrick show locked mm-hmm. up, but at least he's, it should be somewhat challenging because we don't right. know which team of Sean's going to show up. The one that can drop 180 points or the one that's going to drop 120.
0: We'll have a decent idea at the end of Saturday. Cause they both have um, some players going Friday and Saturday. I think they both have three or four playing between those two days.
1: So, and th- they both have um, two stud running backs Sunday night. So this one we won't know and officially until late Sunday, maybe even the Monday night game when Diggs plays. We'll have to see how much Sean's up or down. So I'm
0: officially pitching, picking Patrick, uh, but I'm rooting for you, Sean.
1: Yeah, picking Patrick, but we're we're all pulling for you, Sean, except for Patty.
0: If Pat wins, we are getting rid of the trophy. This league will no longer have one. Um, So going forward for the podcast, just want to go over a few things we're going to go down to one episode per month in the off season. Um, We're going to focus on like the 2021 rookie class doing some rankings, um, dynasty buy and sells, uh, the waivers. I think I already announced this in the league, but waivers will be closed. Um, one week after this week's matchup and they won't open until the rookie draft, which will be after the actual NFL draft, like the weekend following, uh, in about a month, we're going to probably vote on off-season uh, changes. So if you have ideas, um, send them in. Ideally, I'd like to hear from, you know, more than one person on an idea to vote on it. Like, I don't think it we should be voting on 20 different things. But um, send your ideas to me or, or just post them in the group chat. You know, that's fine. If you want people to post, discuss, that's cool.
1: Post mine so maybe I can get some people on board yeah. and, or if I'm the only one that thinks it's should happen then I don't like you said, I don't think we should be voting on 20 different ideas, right? But maybe it'll open some discussion dialogue mm-hmm. in
0: there. Um, one thing that I'm going to suggest right off the bat is uh, not really because I want to, but just because a sleeper changing the optimum points to only go through week 13, mostly because I don't want to have to manually calculate that yeah, don't again. Blame you. it does annoying. look
1: like Alex is going to have the one, one based yeah. on that, but yeah.
0: Um, And that's it, guys. Good luck, Sean, Patty.
1: Good versus evil.
0: May the odds be ever in your favor. Talk to you soon.
1: (laughs) See you guys. Merry Christmas.